0: This is our first session and we are happy that you are listening. Today we are going to speak about us, our ambition and how surviving in companies actually started. We will also speak about the two guys behind the microphones today. My name is Carl. My name is Marcel. And we both are behind the microphones and the keyboards posting articles on the blog. Marcel, in all our episodes we start with those two personal stories. Yes, famously so. Yeah, I mean we do this because we want to make it personal and we also want to share some stories behind the voice that is actually talking in this podcast. Um, Do you want to start? As always one must be true and one must be false and at the end we will share the truth. Yes, of course. So let me start with the
1: first story. I was attending uh, the opening of an exhibition at a museum, uh, actually here in The Hague, and um, during the opening there was a, an opening speech by, um, I think it was the director of the museum, and he had all the people gathered in front of him, and I was standing in that crowd uh, sipping my drink. And while sipping my drink and listening to this guy, I was looking around and my eyes crossed with one of the women that was standing on the other side of the room. Our eyes locked and we seemed to recognize each other. The problem was I had no clue who it was. Mm -hmm. After the opening we started walking around the exhibition and uh, we, we had a look and every once in a while I would see her in the corner of my eye. Again our eyes would lock and there would be this vibe of recognition. But, you know, I was there with friends and I poked them and I said, do you have any idea who this is? It could be the start of a lobster, right? It it could be, but hold your horses on this one. (laughs) Um, We walked around uh, and at the end we sat down next to a little pond that was in front of the museum. And we were standing there with friends, um, you know, talking about the exhibition. And she marched right up to us. And she said to me, I'm very sorry, but I seem to recognize you and I I don't know from what. So I I turned up this huge smile and said, I had the exact same feeling. Please sit down. And there we went. Where did you go to school? Where did you grow up? Um, Who are your friends? What type of job do you have? We went through the whole list only to come up empty handed. So we both fell a little bit silent. And at some point I said could it be that you have been a patient somewhere? This is always a bit of a tricky question to ask. Yeah. And she said, well, actually, yes, in one occasion. So I named the hospital, and she said, yeah, yes, I've been there. As it turns out... And then it hit me and a few moments later it hit her as it turned out she was a patient at the obstetrics ward of a local hospital where she came in in the middle of the night um, having to deliver a baby and it was not going all as planned. And I was doing my internship there and I was the one delivering the baby. She (laughs) was my very, very first delivery of a child and I met her at the exhibition. And everything turned out well. She was started to show me the pictures of her
0: child. That's and cool. And it all ended with a hug. That, that's an emotional story. And did you tell her that you were the, actually the first time you were supporting giving birth to a baby? <laughs> I, I was
1: totally honest about that because this <laughs> happened years ago. So,
0: <laughs> And obviously it went out well. <laughs> that's a cool story.
1: So that's the first story. The second one is um, when I was a kid, uh, I played golf. Uh, that's a sport I inherited from my dad. And um, there was the, the, club, um, uh, the club championship. And throughout the course, uh, I, was a, I, I was a member of a club that had a beautiful but a very difficult course. Uh, there was one particular hole which was very difficult. A par 3, for those who know, with a green that was 110 meters but surrounded by bunkers and very tight to play on. And every time I would either hit in one of those sandy bunkers or I would play it safe, play in front and then chip over and never make par. Very, very challenging mentally for me. So this thing grew out to be this monster in my head, uh, never really knowing how to tackle it this championship really got my drive going I wanted to end up high and I just, I went for it and I was positioned really, really well but I was not there yet and then this hole came up and I tried everything every in terms of mental tricks mm-hmm. to get myself over it I teed up my ball I took a couple of steps back I took another deep breath maybe that's not even true but it felt like it I walked back, I hit, and in my, my memory, I even had my eyes closed. It, it's, I didn't, but it felt like it, and the ball flew perfectly through the air, it landed on the green, it rolled towards the hole, and it actually fell in. I hit my very, very first hole in one on the most difficult hole that I, I have ever played in my life during the championship. You cannot believe how happy I was I at can that right moment. That.
0: That's basically the, the the story about Marcel, de golf, the golf champion, right? Uh, who made it. Maybe you stopped at the coffee shop before because you're Dutch, right? So you could have access to some other <laughs> stuff that keeps you calm and forget about all the fears that you had. <laughs> yeah. Then again, I'm not that Dutch. <laughs> okay. Let us summarize the two stories. The first one was the patient that never forgot you, and uh, the second one was Marcel, the golf champion. So we'll we'll get back to those stories at the end. So let's return the favor. That means that you have two stories in mind as well. Oh yeah. Of tell course. Me, tell I, me. I do. Um, actually, both. Stories are related very much to something that was extremely important all my life, which is music. I started at the age of three, um, going into music school and, and starting really like this, this pre-education. And at the age of 11, I started learning trumpet. And this has been my hobby for ages. So the first story is about a, a jazz quartet that I played um, in uh, on a regular basis. Um, and we had a last concert in Switzerland, in Zurich. And that was uh, the last concert because the band was dissolved. We decided we don't want to continue with that because uh, the band was in Switzerland, the band was in Germany. A bit of a difficult cancellation but we had this final concert. So what happened is uh, the night before I prepared all the equipment that was needed, uh, had some effects to modify a bit the sound of the trumpet and everything ready. And... Um, in the afternoon, we uh, were supposed to practice uh, for this concert at night. I drove to Zurich, and um, the band was building up everything. I looked into my trunk, and I realized, "Oh shit! The only thing that is missing is my trumpet." I had everything else with me <laughs> except my trumpet. So we had, a, after the first shock, uh, we had a big laugh, except the band leader. She was extremely pissed at that point of time. Um, so we had uh, to think about, "Am I driving back to Germany?" Which was taking two and a half hours, enough time to go get my trumpet and go back for the concert. But this would have meant that I'm missing my practice or the rehearsal. Um, or we tried to find another trumpet in Zurich. So we started seriously talking to many different trumpeteers that we knew, uh, asking, hey guys, uh, there is a trumpet guy from, from Germany. Uh, he's going to play a concert and he forgot his trumpet and the people on the phone also laughed but there was one guy who said hey if, if this is no joke i have a trumpet that i'm actually willing to borrow That's so amazing. i gave him whatever 50 francs i was so relieved that i could actually play the concert and i played my last concert with the band on on a okay trumpet so that was my first uh, first story around music <laughs> That's a beautiful ending, though, of, uh, of a musical period. Nice. Yeah, but it could also have been a, a, an ending of a friendship with the band. Like, yeah. because, <laughs> again, she wasn't amused on uh, that one. And uh, the second story is also related uh, to music. Uh, we went on a tour uh, to China in 2008 with a big band, uh, with several friends. We had an enjoyable time. We were invited by the Chinese government. And so we went there and we played a concert which was uh, in front of maybe 400 or 500 people out of a party. And um, you had a sound check in the afternoon and we had a strong feedback of the, via the microphones and the speakers. And um, we were spending a lot of time on really leveling out every single microphone. And this technician, I'm not sure what he has learned, but certainly not to be an audio engineer. So what he did, he just pulled down all the levels on the, on the table um, to be on zero again. So we had to start all over again. At that time, the time was over, so we were asked to leave the stage. But we said, well, we want to ensure good quality and good level of music. Uh, so we refused. So there was some people indicating to send some people on stage that actually took our instruments and took us from stage. Um, And that wasn't a nice experience at all to be confronted with whatever... Ten, fifteen 15 Chinese people getting the German band <laughs> that was refusing to leave uh, the, the stage. You must have felt so welcome. So this, this is the, the second uh, story that I have in mind.
1: All right, so we have the, um, the forgetting the trumpet story and we have the getting marched off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's true. Um, so at the end, we're going to hear which ones are true for Carl and which ones are true for me. All right,
0: exactly. Um, I think it'd be interesting for you, who's actually listening to this podcast, to get to know a bit about why we started this. And there is one story. Do you want to tell it? Shall I? Oh, please
1: do, because uh, you you have a slightly different memory of this, uh, a
0: different (laughs) point where you focus on than I do. So I'll compliment you. Go ahead. I remember this story as it was yesterday. Um, It was around a year ago. We sat together. Having, enjoying sushi like tonight, and uh, in restaurant Fuso in Eindhoven, uh, I work for Philips Research for uh, more than two and a half years by now. And, and we for met, me, it was about I think four and a half years. It yeah, could could be. Hmm, yeah. And we met for sushi many many times. Uh, but I was actually planning my next step because I said I I want to learn, I want to grow, I want to take the next challenge and. Um, I told you, hey, Marcel, I'm really struggling with reaching out to people that I don't know. This is not my, my things I naturally do. So remedy number one, sushi. What?
1: Remedy number one, sushi.
0: Yeah, th- this is always good. So if you never ate sushi, you probably never lived. That's my personal opinion. But um, So I told you, well, I talk to people that I know, but I would never reach out to whatever people, in to the CTO or to other people in the Xco um, who have a pretty good understanding on the company. And you said, well, why don't you do this? And I said, why should I reach out to them if I have nothing to discuss? And you said, well, give it a try and you will be amazed by the response that you'll get. Um, and I said, well, how should I do this? I had no clue how to even formulate such an email. And by the way, I'm really extrovert. I have no problem reaching out to people if I have a topic to discuss, but it didn't feel, I, I felt like I'm taking their valuable time. They're so busy, they work so much. Why should they be interested in my personal career, so to say? And then you said one thing, just write them an email and assume that they're willing to share and to discuss about their organization. So can you, um, you said something like, hey, dear XY, Um can you help me understand how your organization is looking at this topic or how does it connect to other pieces of the organization? And uh, by the way, I w- would also like to um, discuss some career topics with you. So I dropped this mail. Out of three or four mails that I sent to the exco members or to business leaders, being really high in the hierarchy, I got a response of 100% and 80% of those ended up in a face-to-face meeting really doing Stuff that actually is turning out now. I've been recommended from one of the Exco members to, um, to actually into an organization that they want me to work in. So, and at that point of time, I realized sometimes you just need a very simple trigger to start doing things, but stop thinking about it, just do it. That was my trigger, and I would never have realized how easy that can be. So that's,
1: here's the nice part, that is your memory of the start, and my memory of the start is a fraction later, because this seemed like something so simple to me, Um, like that's obvious, right? And we got talking about this, and we started compiling more obvious advice that we have been through uh, in terms of experience or heard from others that we were passing on, and that list, we, we we literally made a list, we literally wrote down those type of pieces of advice. Um, that was a hell of a lot longer than I, I realized. Mm-hmm. And it became longer over time, right? And we're still keeping that list. Um, actually, that list has now solidified in podcasts and and uh, posts that we do online, where sometimes... The little things that you don't learn throughout your education, that you don't learn throughout uh, your first days at work, really the hidden aspects that are often embedded in, in a company culture, you know, just to help you along with this. How do you reach out for uh, to, to get feedback on something? How do you um, compile an email to someone who is hierarchically higher than you? How do you deal with those things? And that list, the formulation of that list and the... the discussion we had after that to figure out so how can we put that list to the best of uses that to me for me is the start and then you carl you were the first to jump on let's do this in a podcast
0: done and now we're here and now we're here and we have produced uh, really several episodes with um, really nice guests and also personality-wise, very nice guests. So uh, just motivating you uh, to listen into uh, our episodes. There is one another aspect um, that I wanted to point it out. There is plenty of business books giving advice of what to do or what not to do, what works well in order to boost your career. And they're good to read, by the way. Yeah, some of them. Um, <laughs> and I think they miss one part um, career will work, it certainly has some commonness, but career will work differently in different companies. Why? Because culture is highly different. So one tip that might work in one company, A, and we'll get to that in, in many episodes that we discuss this with senior experts or executives, um, will easily work. And in some other companies, this is a worst thing that you can do. Uh, just um, the approach that I have taken reaching out to executives in the company we work for it worked easily in other companies I worked for in previous times, you would have not killed your career, but people would have looked at you why is this guy just sending out an email to the CEO without following the hierarchical layer so it the answer always is it depends of the company. so what we our ambition is actually to help you. Um, surviving in companies by reflecting what is the culture that you are in, giving you advice on what are the dimensions or what are the things that you really need to look out for. We speak yep. to lots of experts. We will speak to very successful people that lead big companies. And that had actually obviously made the right things. And what I can tell you right now, having spoken to several people, there is certain repetitive commonness and we're going to share this in the episodes we're going to talk to. So one of the things you just said, um, that was actually a very
1: important trigger for me. Uh, I I was trained as a medical doctor and at some point I decided to leave the the field of, of treating patients to go to a health tech company and that is a massive shift in culture. I already had an interest in business and uh, companies before that and I, I, I read everything I could get my hands on. Um, I, I loved what Harvard Business Review was doing. Um, there were these books, anything from um, The Leadership Pipeline to The Seven Habits which I think everyone has read by now uh, to uh, Courageous Conversations. to uh, Every book I could get my hands on I, w- I was trying to figure out what the core lessons would be for me. When I transitioned to a tech company, the big thing that nobody told me was that the culture is completely different. And I'm not talking about the the geographical culture, the the real company culture. And this is something that I had a very steep learning curve with in the first few years. And that is something that I still have trouble finding information about. When you look at other companies, and I, I have the great Position to be able to explore other companies as well to, to get a bit of understanding on how they function. It is f- it is so important to know what a culture is like, but it's so difficult to figure that out. And nobody gives you the heads up. Nobody mm. tells you the insights. True.
0: Except surviving in companies. So this was the marketing p- part of this. Part. <laughs> <laughs> no, I. I, I it's, yeah, it's I, true. Yeah, and I I fully agree, and I think this is this is key to make this invisible things visible, and to share also our experience because we have more than, whatever, 20, 25 years experience working in large-scale companies. And seriously, we failed in certain projects. I can say I failed in projects because I did not understand the culture. Not everybody, even the successful people. And listen to uh, some podcasts of senior people that uh, said, making errors is totally normal, and this happens to everybody. If you're successful or not, this happens. But the key but is draw you need your to lessons,
1: learn. though. Pardon me. Draw your lessons, though.
0: Yeah, you need to learn, right? Yeah. And you need to grow, and maybe not repeat the same mistake. To tell you a bit about the concept of the podcast we do, and also the blog, um, the podcast guests are selected by people that were either recommended to us, or that actually also approached us, or we proactively reach out to them because we thought they are interesting. They had either an interesting life, an interesting CV an interesting experience that they have made, or they simply have an interesting role. And uh, we don't want only to speak to the top people or leaders of companies with many, whatever, 100,000 or 50,000 people, but we also wanted to discuss on various layers because if you're going to be hired as a young professional or or, or as a professional after three or four years being working in a company, you will talk to the middle management typically. So we also engage with department heads, with divisional heads, with business leaders, down to HR experts, management consultants. And also we talk to our um, youngest group, which are the young professionals, about their experience, how to actually organize the selection process of companies and how to best find the information that you need in order to find the right company where you fit into. So this is a lot of content that we will be reflecting on and what is important to us. Uh, It shouldn't be, let's say, too high-level, holistic view on something that isn't tangible. Our ambition is to share the experience that we have made with actionable things that you can transfer into practice on a level when you're just starting a job or if you're going to move on in your career, Marcel, you will be mostly focusing on the writing piece, right? So I'm uh, the mainly the voice, even though we have recorded some episodes together. Um, can you? What is your thought about the blog piece that you are driving? So one of the fun things is that if you look at
1: all the interviews that are coming by, is that some topics keep on popping up in different settings in different ways. And um, we thought long and hard about sh- should we compile certain podcasts or, or how do we highlight those topics? How do you, how do you take it um, throughout the, the bigger lines throughout the stories that we're hearing? And um, we thought, you know what, we'll stick to the podcast because these people really have a good story to tell and let's highlight those particular moments um, through our posts. Let's write about them. So that when you listen to the podcast, together with the writing, you can understand that if, for instance, one person is talking about the use of analogies in um, uh, explaining work to coworkers and, and putting your career in perspective, that you will also recognize that with another podcast. And that's how we try to stitch together the, um, the, the, the podcast that we have on surviving companies by uh, just brief Posts of text just to get this high level view of uh, of of
0: understanding of what we're really talking about. and we hope that this will be something that you are actually liking. so please let us know if you have any comments or suggestions what we can improve or in topics that you want to be um, actually hearing more about or reading more about this please let us know so this is an or what you're curious about or what do you think that if you've read stuff in certain
1: books that you say how does that relate to what I've been hearing in podcast well let us know
0: please let us know be happy to discuss that in context of another thing that I think is important to highlight is um, the the podcast actually that we're producing um, can be rather short from half an hour which is a good, let's say, um, listen in for when you're just heading into work, taking the tram, um, up to one hour or one hour fifteen, where we said these are relevant topics with very experienced people, where we have so many good tips and we are touching on so many topics that we didn't want to make that shorter. We just wanted to share that, let's say, informal conversation we're having with our guests. So. Um, you can also select uh, the length of the podcast that you want to listen in. If you know, you will be driving an hour. Just uh, select the right podcast and you'll. Uh, we're sure that you'll we'll find the right length for the time that you can spend on listening to podcasts. So one additional thing is that, um,
1: like I already mentioned before, Some of the podcasts um, are on the higher level in management, some are in middle management, but some are also way out of what you would normally expect to find in a company. Um, Take, for example, a conductor. But the lessons that they've learned are applicable throughout so many different uh, fields, so many different domains, that if you're up for it, please try one of the podcasts that are not necessarily within your comfort zone or within your domain. You might find it surprisingly applicable to where you are right now, or at least that that was the case for us.
0: Absolutely. And I think with every podcast, there was an inspiring topic where I also personally learned extremely extremely a lot about myself and also about my situation. Um, And maybe last but not least what we want to do is go beyond a career podcast. It's about the balance of working. And if you think about how much time you spend at work and how much time you spend with your partner at home, you will realize that it's a majority of time that you do during the day you spend actually with people that you don't know very well. Some of them you trust, some of them you don't, but actually you get paid to spend time with them. And I think Spending a big time at work needs to fulfill or you need to have one prerequisite. It should be fun and you should stay healthy so that you're actually enjoying in what you do. So we will also touch on base on how to actually um, keep that work-life balance, how to stay healthy, how to organize your day and how to also be efficient in your work to not be overwhelmed with the massive amount of emails that you will get or that you're already getting. And so we also want to share tips on how to survive in companies. And believe me, there is a lot we can tell about this because we had to change the way how we work some years ago for various reasons. Maybe let's do a short recap. The first story was the patient that never forgot you. And the second was Marcel, the golf champion. So I'm curious to hear more about that.
1: So, um, unbelievable
0: as it may be, um,
1: the true story was the first one. The de- my the first delivery story. of the baby yeah. and running into that person again oh my god yeah I have never in my whole life hit a hole in one in a in a, a real golf game yeah but did you ever golf yeah yeah I did for for over 10 years but never a hole in one so that was a complete lie <laughs>
0: okay and uh, can you explain how was that it was that very emotional when you realize oh my god that was the birth of a baby is such a an emotional situation for a, a parent, how is that for a young intern doctor or for a future doctor? At the moment itself, uh, I,
1: I think I was too stressed to, to realize any of the beauty of it. But running into that mother years later, uh, it, it, I really cherish this as one of the most amazing experiences I've had. Well, it could have gone wrong, right?
0: So uh, obviously you did the right things.
1: Uh, yeah, she, she came in with, uh, with trouble. Um, but the the setting was just right and it got delivered well and just to have the follow up is just really really nice that's really cool nice so then I want to hear about which story was true with you so we have the um, unbelievable story of forgetting your trumpet on your last concert and we have the one where you got marched off
0: the stage in China (laughs) so tell me (laughs) so let, let me put it like this people that know me, they know that I'm very well structured and that, for example, in, in order to prevent stuff like this, I have checklists. For example, if I'm going for skiing holidays, I have a checklist with all the equipment that I use just once a year to make sure that I don't have to buy any stuff, right? So I'm pretty well organized and that went well. This was true. I arrived in Zurich, I had no trumpet with me and that was the only <laughs> and, last thing, and last time I really forgot the the most important thing on that day. So this is actually a true story. But we managed well and it was a lot of fun and now we can That's uh, amazing laugh about that. Yeah. Do do you still speak to the members of the band? Yes I do. And they make it they make I mean this is a running gag. They make jokes all the time. <laughs> and they even tell people, hey, I played with a guy in a band that forgot his shoe. <laughs> so it was really, really amazing, this, this story. And which is, very, again, very untypical for me, but it happened. And I'm very, I, I take it with humor. And the second That's story amazing. is half true. Uh, the, the true part is we went to China. We uh played this concert, we had the sound checked. The true part is also that this audio engineer, he just messed it up because we had this feedback. What isn't true is that there were people, uh, let's say, pushing us down stage. Um, what is true? They took our instruments. And by taking our instruments from really? the stage, yeah, wow. we were forced to leave the stage because we didn't know what they were going to do with those instruments. But that wasn't a nice experience I, I have. No, to I can admit. imagine, yeah. Uh, because you don't understand the word or they're talking. You just realize, okay, we better get off the stage. Otherwise, we might end in an airplane back to Germany. So great. That one moment that you do remember your trumpets, they take it away from you. Yeah, right? exactly. That's, yeah. Uh... <laughs> but both are related to trumpets. Um, so... This, this was the actually introductory session to the podcast Surviving Companies and we actually hope that you know us a bit better and also get, got to know a bit more about the people behind uh, this. So please feel free to check out uh, our websites um, and also please check out the other episodes that we have put online. And don't forget to like this and to share um, this podcast and recommend it also to your peers or to friends that you talk to, we'd really have the ambition to give you actionable tips that will have an impact. And if you feel like contacting us, please do so, as Marcel mentioned, you'll find the contact links on our website, Surviving Companies, or uh, on the social media where we're also present. So we're very exciting on this journey. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for listening. And enjoy listening to our podcast.